I was really struggling with my thyroid health pretty badly. And every doctor that I went to was like exercise more, eat a little less. And at that time I was already exercising once a day, every single day of the week, I was doing um, either some weight training or some cardio. And I started exercising twice a day. I was packing the weight on even more, which was crazy because I'm like, I'm exercising more. I'm eating less. Why am I packing weight on? Um, my numbers got worse on my thyroid panel. I was struggling with my health even worse. All my symptoms were accentuated times 20. And so I had to take a step back. When I took that step back, I started seeing big changes because I was still exercising, but I was doing the right exercises. Hello, thyroid drivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. I have a very special guest and dear friend here with me today, Angela Brown. She's going to help us bust some myths about thyroid-friendly exercise. And this is one of the most misunderstood aspects, I think, of thyroid-healthy living. You know, and with some of the mixed messaging that we get on this topic, it can be really easy to come to some false conclusions. And one of the really special things about today's guest is that Angela is not only a thyroid expert, but also a fitness expert. So she's going to share her expertise with us and help us clear up some common misconceptions about hypothyroidism and exercise. Welcome, Ange. It's great to see you and so good to have you here. Hey, Jenny. Thanks for having me again. It's good to see you too. Before we dive in, I would like to tell the listeners just a little bit more about you. Angela Brown is a holistic health coach from St. Louis, Missouri. She's a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. She's a licensed physical therapist as well as a personal trainer. She specializes in advanced testing and thyroid healing for women. She's recovered from hypothyroidism herself after being diagnosed at the age of 22. She used her experience and education to create her program called the Sexy Thyroid Solution to help women no longer suffer like she did and get to the root cause of their health issues. So now you all know why Ange and I are friends. (laughs) We (laughs) We have been friends a while. (laughs) Yeah. And you're also a great cook. So I always love seeing your food and recipe content. And, uh, but you're definitely the fitness expert of the two of us. So, but you know, of course, I sort of talk about everything on Hypothyroid Chef, and I've worked with a lot of different, you know, thyroid specific exercise experts. I have my thyroid friendly uh, workout kit. And, you know, it's a topic that people want to know more about. But when I reached out to you about this show, you know, the topic that we really wanted to talk about was you can exercise with hypothyroidism. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a really major myth that people run into. So I'm really excited to dig in with you about some of these myths. But I was hoping before we do that, um, can you kind of share your personal story and experience of exercise with hypothyroidism and your journey with that? Yeah, you bet. So, um, and you're spot on that, that it's such a myth that, um, you can't exercise with hypothyroidism. Um, so like my own journey, I got diagnosed, which Jenny said, I got diagnosed when I was 22 
I just turned 46. Um, but when I, when I got diagnosed, I, I was pretty much fresh out of college. I was practicing as a physical therapist and, um, I was really struggling with my thyroid health pretty badly. And every doctor that I went to was like, exercise more, exercise more, eat a little less, exercise a little more. Um, and at that time I was already exercising, um, once a day, every single day of the week, I was doing, um, either some weight training or some cardio. So I unfortunately took the advice of those doctors and I started exercising twice a day. And I was pretty much doing at least cardio once a day, sometimes twice a day. And we're talking long duration cardio, like an hour or more on a machine or going for runs for that long. And <laughs> after a little bit of doing that, I probably tried to do it for about six months. I took a major hit with my health, even worse. Um, thyroid health really got really bad. I was packing the weight on even more, which was crazy because I'm like, I'm exercising more. I'm eating less. Why am I packing weight on? And I was getting more tired. I had couldn't sleep at all. You'd think I would have been tired from doing all the exercising. And I kept thinking, okay, there, there has to be a connection here. This can't be normal. Like to keep being told to exercise more, eat less and keep doing that with, you know, with having hypothyroidism, there's gotta be a connection here. Um, and so when I started doing more investigating in this, um, I actually went and got certified in personal training upon dur during that. And then especially once I got my functional diagnostic uh, nutrition certification, I started noticing, I'm like, Hmm, no one's ever talked to me about my adrenals and the connection with the thyroid and how you can actually over-exercise. Well, of course I got so scared when I started learning all of this, like, should I even exercise at all? I'm like, maybe I shouldn't even be exercising. So again, doing more research on this. Um, and doing more investigating on this, I started realizing like, no, actually exercise is some of the best things you can do for your thyroid. It's so incredible. It's such a good piece of it, but there's a balance with it and there's a line to draw. And that's where I started really realizing that even my own body that I was like, okay, you actually do need to exercise, but you cannot do <laughs> hours on end of cardio, um, every single day. And, and the amount of exercise that I was doing, the intensity, it was just way too much. And so I had to take a step back. When I start, took that step back, I started seeing big changes because I was still exercising, but I was doing the right exercises. I was doing the right things that um, is more appropriate for someone with hypothyroidism versus let's do hours on end of cardio. That was not working for me. Um, and it was really unfortunate. I got super frustrated because of course, you know, I, I probably had at least four or five doctors that told me just keep exercising, do a little more, add some more cardio in. Um, and I was telling them what I was doing and they're like, that's great. Keep doing that. And I'm like, I can't even function like something's wrong here. Um, and so that was frustrating for me, but it, I was also so grateful that I found, um, something that worked for me. And upon doing all the research and studying that I was like, this, this is actually not the way to do it the way that I was doing it. And it's such a blessing to be able to at least talk to women and help them with that and let them see like, you actually should exercise with hypothyroidism, but there's a fine line with it. You don't need to be scared of it. It's actually really good for you, but you don't need to kill yourself with cardio like I was doing. Oh. Um, and that's what a lot of women do because what do most women do or anyone, but women, especially what do most women do or think that they need to do because they have hypothyroidism. They usually have weight loss resistance. They usually struggle with weight. 
And so they think I'm going to exercise more, eat less. I'm going to just keep exercising. And they end up, and that's what happened with me was I, I made things a lot worse. Um, my numbers got worse on my thyroid panel. I was struggling with my health even worse. All my symptoms were accentuated times 20. And it, you know, if I hadn't gone and been an advocate for my health, if I hadn't gone and done the investigating and, and realized like, that's actually not the thing to do. Um, I, I took a step back and started doing more weight training. In fact, I stopped cardio altogether. I didn't even do cardio for years. I stopped cardio. I only did weight training and my body was so happy. My thyroid was so happy. And there's just this fine balance that you can find with it. And you don't need to be scared of exercising. It's actually really good for you, but you have to, and again, some clients I work with that everyone's very individualized. Some you need a little bit of um, maybe like some intervals or things like that, but they're more advanced and they're pretty much, you know, way far advanced on their healing journey. Sure, if sure. Yeah. If you're in that beginning stages, going in and doing these long runs and it's long duration cardio, having on those pieces of cardio equipment that I see people on for hours on end, that's not the thing to do. And it took me a while to realize that. Um, but it, it, you can just see th these women struggle and they like, just like what I went through with trying to do all this intense, crazy workouts and, um, not paying attention to, okay, but your thyroid actually is going to take a hit because your adrenals can't keep up with that. And they're so closely connected. Wow. What a story. And, you know, sadly not an uncommon one because mm -hmm. so many of us do hear that. Yep because we're struggling to lose weight we we gain weight more easily we have a harder time losing it and then we're going i don't understand nothing i'm doing <laughs> working All right and we're told just eat less and exercise more and and then you hear you know experts on social media and stuff saying eat less and exercise more is not good mm -hmm. advice for thyroid patients right and you know you, your story just points out exactly why. So, and you kind of touched on a lot of the points of what thyroid-friendly exercise is. But mm -hmm. can you talk about that with us? Like yeah. in your words, how do you define thyroid-friendly exercise? What does that mean? So the also keep in mind that some people with hyperthyroidism they actually have Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune um, component. And though, if you have Hashimoto's, I feel like you need to be even more conscientious with how you're doing the exercising, um, that autoimmune response, there can be a lot of issues with that, even more so than someone with just, you know, straight up hypothyroidism without the antibodies present, regardless of that, um, I'm always, always going to recommend weight training, some type of weight or resistance type of training. Weight training is, is the thing that I found that worked the best for me personally. Um, most of my clients, I end up suggesting to them to do some type of weight training, some type of resistance training. Um, everyone's a little bit different with, you know, to the extent of it, um, how often they want to do it, you know, you, that kind of varies, but weight training is probably going to be always my go-to. And one of the reasons, especially with Hashimoto's people is with Hashimoto's, a lot of them have ligament laxity. Um, and when we do resistance training, you know, we need that structure. We need that muscle uh, belly to be um, kind of challenged. We need that strength. We need that resistance for that. And it's so, so helpful for people with Hashimoto's. And again, a lot of people with hypothyroidism end up having Hashimoto's or have it and they don't even know it. So I'm going to typically recommend weight training across the board. Now, some do okay with um, things like Pilates and yoga and stretching and things like that. Again, I'm, I'm a little cautious with my, especially my Hashis because they do have that um, 
sort of uh, like ligament laxity. So I'm not going to tell them like you need to do yoga five times a week. I may mix it in where you could do yoga. That's fine. But we still need to get that weight training in. I'm like, if you're mixing in that weight training, you're getting that uh, muscle uh, tension going in the resistance training. It's such a helpful piece for so many women with hypothyroidism. Plus the best part about it is because, you know, when you hop on a piece of cardio equipment or you go out for a run, it's steady state. Your heart rate is pretty much staying the same, unless of course you're doing an interval, but if you're doing an interval, you're not doing it for very long, but if you're doing that steady state, let's just, which is what I did. Let's hop on this elliptical and go for an hour. And I'm just keeping my heart rate exactly the same. That is really taxing on the adrenals. But when you do weight training or some type of resistance training, your heart rate's going up and down. It's fluctuating because your heart rate is probably going up while you're doing the actual weight, um, while you're doing the lift, whatever that could be. Then it's going to go down again when you stop that. And if you're doing it as a superset or you're just waiting and starting the next set, your heart rate's going to fluctuate. Your adrenals will tolerate that so much better. And your adrenals are so closely connected to the thyroid. And your thyroid needs that little bit of kind of fluctuate heart rate. And so that's why I think a lot of women do so much better with, with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, they do so much better with the weight training because it's not this consistent, let's just stress the adrenals out. Um, now again, still need to listen to your body because if you're doing an exercise and you're like, I can't hardly get through this, it's, you know, it's making you feel kind of yucky because it's, it's too much either the weight's too much or, you know, the, you're doing too many reps or whatever that could be. Um, you know, you kind of can tweak that, but the weight training, that's the beauty of it is you don't have to worry as much about what is doing the thyroid and the adrenals because you're not taxing them so much because you are getting those rest breaks and those rest periods versus like when you just go do this long duration cardio, that's why I like stretching and Pilates and things like that. Those are still hopeful too, because you're not like taxing those adrenals out very much. With Hashimoto's, though, you just have to be a little bit more mindful that like the only exercise you're doing is not just stretching or like um, yoga or something like that, that you're mixing in some of the resistance training, but the resistance training is just so gold for people with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. It's just amazing what you can see women do. And the, the beauty of it is they feel like they're doing something then. And that's one thing that I found out for me was I was scared to death when I started reading all this and researching and I was like, Oh, great. Now I can't even exercise. That's fabulous. I already overweight. I can't lose weight. Now I have to stop exercising. But when I found that when I did my weight training, I stopped all cardio and I was just doing weight training, the weight started coming off and I was building muscle. So my muscle tone was coming back. So many women with hypothyroidism, especially Hashimoto's, you lose that muscle tone. It's very easy to lose that muscle tone. And so I started noticing, my gosh, I'm actually getting muscle tone now and I'm actually like losing weight and I'm not doing a single thing of cardio. I'm like, how is this happening? And I see that with so many of my clients too. It's incredible to watch them see those changes because they're actually like thinking about all the factors of uh, my thyroid needs to be a little happy. My adrenals need to be a little happy. It's so amazing to watch them do that and not have to worry. There's no more fear and they feel like they're accomplishing something and they feel better or they feel good. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you so much for explaining that too, about like what happens with your heart rate doing say an mm -hmm. hour of the Stairmaster versus, you know, 30 minutes of weight training. And it really, it, this is something I hear from all the thyroid specific exercise or fitness experts that I've interviewed 
learned from, et cetera, have worked with is that emphasis on weight training and not yeah. only thyroid specific fitness experts, but also people who um, specialize in fitness for women who are, you know, kind of more middle age, maybe in perimenopause or in menopause, just that emphasis on strength training and the importance of building muscles yeah. and engaging in workouts that don't overtax the adrenals. Um, and I know personally, you know, I have experienced that like exercise intolerance. We live in the mountains. I love, you know, backcountry skiing, hiking, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes doing that, you get the, you know, the hour of going uphill on skis or something. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I've been like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have the flu for the next three <laughs> right. days because I overdid yeah. it with that like super yeah. heavy, intense cardio. It doesn't mean I don't do those things anymore, but um, I've like had a daily occurrence <laughs> about like training and yeah. And, yeah, le and you know, it, it can be like a really simple thing to say less is more. Right. But you know, what I've found too with strength training is you don't have to do it for so long to right. get the results. Right. Right. And that's the beauty of it too. That's one of the reasons why I started falling in love with it so much. And I mean, I pretty much do, I do weight training at least five days a week now because I don't have to kill myself with it. I don't have to kill myself with it. I have to do it forever. Um, usually maybe 45 minutes is the max that I do, but I'm like, I, it's, it's amazing. I was killing myself. I was doing two to sometimes three hours, three hours, just crazy of working out at the gym five to six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. First of all, I don't have time for that now. Yeah. <laughs> but second of all, I'm like, that was not helping me at all. So it's, it's amazing when you're like you, and I always tell my clients, I'm like, you'll, you'll get more bang for your buck. I'm like, you literally have to think about it. Less is more. You'll get more bang for your buck when you do something like that, because you're keeping your thyroid happy. You're keeping your adrenals happy, but you're actually like moving the body. The body is getting some movement and you're going to get some muscle tone from it. And the thyroid and the adrenals will be happy for it. It's just so nice when you can do that and then not have to worry about, I'm going to be de dead for the next, you know, two days because I killed myself with my workout. It shouldn't be like that. Um, and you know, the long duration cardio, I started noticing for me too, is the more I did it, I, I was just exhausted. I would go the next day to try to do it. And I'm like, I can't even hardly function. I'm like, it doesn't, it didn't work. Um, and I see that with a lot of my clients too. Um, some of them that, that, that come to me, you know, are doing the killing themselves with cardio. That's just like a lot of us did, because that's what we thought we had to do. Um, and it's, sometimes it's hard. Um, to get them to step back from it. it was hard for me. I won't deny that it was really hard for me. I was so scared, but I was like, well, you know what, what I'm doing is not working. So let's try this. And it was amazing. It was, I mean, I saw changes within a month. I saw I started feeling better. I had more energy. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm actually like doing weight training. And I have more energy. I'm like, this is funny how this works. What do you do for cardio now? So, um, I, if I do any cardio, um, I'm usually doing it as an interval. So max 20 minutes. People don't believe me when I tell them that, but I'm usually doing it for about 20 minutes. Um, and I will mix it up. Sometimes it's just like, I'll do like a little leg routine, um, with some like lunges forward, backward side, and I'll just alternate those, get my heart rate up, stop, 
I'll stop for like a couple minutes and then I'll repeat it. Sometimes it'll be, um, depending on if I'm, if I'm doing it at home or if I go to the gym, um, I might get on like their, their, the one gym I go to has a, uh, an airdyne bike. It's like an assault bike. It's not easy. Um, so I'll do that for 30 seconds and then I might go do the skier, skier for 30 seconds and then like the slam ball for 30 seconds and then I'll stop and I'll just get my heart rate to go back down and then I'll repeat that. Sometimes I only do that for 10 times. It might be 15 minutes and that's it. But that's pretty much the only cardio I do. I don't do anything long duration, no steady state. The only steady state I do is I go for a walk with my dog. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, and that's just me out strolling, you know, easy peasy. Um, but yeah, the only cardio I'm doing is is pretty much intervals. Um, and that's right. typically how I do them. And you can do intervals, I mean, so many different ways. Um, but like for my clients, if I'm suggesting intervals to them, I maybe will let them do it sometimes, maybe twice a week, but I'm like, you're only doing it for like 10 or 15 minutes and that's it. Um, and they, they notice it. They're like, Oh, if I, <laughs> if I do this for too long, I'm tapped. I'm like zapped out for the next five days. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you don't intervals. The, the beauty of intervals. And this is something that I um, learned a lot when I, when I went and got my personal training certification too. Um, with, so when you, so, so a lot of people will do the, um, heart rate monitors, um, they'll, you know, their Fitbits, their Apple watches, and they'll check their calorie burn. So one thing to keep in mind. So when you are doing steady state cardio, your calories that you're burning are while you're doing the steady state cardio, when you stop that steady state cardio, the calorie burn is done. There's no really typically no more calorie burn once that's done. When you do something like an interval, so your interval time, let's say you, you versus doing a, a 45 minute steady state cardio, let's say you do a 15 minute interval. Okay. During those 15 minutes, if you look down, you're like, well, I'm not burning near as many calories as I would if I had done the 45 minute steady state, I'm just going to do that. Oh, but keep in mind when you stop doing intervals, there's an after effect, your calories keep burning usually for the next hour. Typically, wow. sometimes it's two, sometimes it's two in the end, you end up burning more. So when I use that analogy with my clients, I can get them much more on board when I'm like, all right, no more long runs. You're not doing your hour long run anymore. You're going to stop and you're going to do 10 minutes of intervals. And they're like freaking out. But when I explain it to them like that, they're like, oh, well, that makes me feel better. So I'm actually going to have more calorie burn in the end. And I'm like, yeah, you actually are. Um, so when they, when they think about it like that, yeah. And I'm not a calorie counter. I don't typically recommend my, my clients to count calories. But a lot of them are really stuck in that mindset. And I was, I was stuck in that mindset, like, oh my gosh, I got to burn X number of calories. Um, I can get them on board with it more when I tell them like, look, you're actually going to have a lot more calorie burn afterwards when that interval is done versus you're doing that study. So you're only burning what you're burning then. Um, and there, obviously there's, you know, a little bit of like line with that where some may still have a little more burn or whatever, whether a straight steady state, but nothing like you would with an interval. Um, which is why I do it. And that's why I literally only do it one day a week. Um, yeah. more so because I love weight training so much now. And I'm always, I'm always a little fearful that I don't want to go back there. Um, I feel like if I started doing more intervals and cardio that I'm going to get like, Oh, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to do that more. And then I'm going to add more and then I'm going to make it longer. Um, so I'm just kind of preempting myself from setting myself up that I'll get stuck on doing only that and not the weight training, but I love the weight training. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I do that. Um, almost mostly, um, most of my workouts are that, and then I'll throw the intervals in, but like when my, when my clients, um, some of them, especially the ones that are like marathon runners, 
um, and they're really struggling. I'm like, all right, this is going to be tough for you to understand this. And it might be hard for you um, to do this. So we're going to have you cut back your marathon running. Um, and we're going to have you do some intervals instead. And I may have them do intervals several days a week um, just to at least keep their mind right in that, that, you know, yours are still getting their cardio in. Um, but yeah, I usually cut that back pretty drastically. I mean, it's just so hard when you're dealing with thyroid stuff, it's really hard on taxing on the body and the thyroid ends up taking that massive hit with these long duration cardios. Most women and people in general cannot handle that, especially if you have thyroid, whether or not you have a thyroid diagnosis, by the way. So I have some clients that I work with that they do not even have a thyroid diagnosis. And when I do the testing with them, I'm like, oh. There's some thyroid stuff going on here. Um, and there are there, some of them are, you know, the long duration cardio people. And I'm like, we got to cut that down, cut it out. And we're just going to do this X, Y, Z or whatever. But um, yeah. So do you think it's possible to be like a, a marathon runner to continue running marathons if you train differently? Or is it more of like a, you may really want to reconsider this hobby? I think it's really tough. I don't, I mean, I have a few that are marathon runners and they're still really struggling yeah. um, because they're still doing their training and um, they, you know, they're starting to see like, this probably isn't going to work for me. Um, so it's tough. You know, I don't want them to give up something that they love, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, we're kind of running an uphill battle here. We're trying to, to, you know, help heal the thyroid and fix things, but, but you're still doing the training. It's kind of getting undone what we're trying to fix. Right. So, um, why do you run? Why do you become a runner or a marathon runner in the first right. place? Because you want to stay healthy, feel right. energized, be right. healthy. And if it's backfiring and making you feel worse. Right. Yeah. I typically, I mean, my, my suggestion is always, you know, think about your health first and, um, you know, and here's the thing, a lot of women that come to me that are, you know, marathon runners and things like that, they're doing these long, long runs, um, this long steady state cardio. They've never had that explained to them. They don't even realize like the connection to how this is affecting your adrenals, how this is affecting your thyroid. They don't even know that connection. So when you explain it to them, some of them are really on board. Like I'm stopping. I don't want to do this anymore. Are you kidding me? I want to feel better. I'm miserable. I don't want to do this anymore. Some have a really hard time with it. Um, but there are uh, most of them at some point are like, I don't, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm miserable. I'll do whatever you tell me. If that's what you think, I'm going to do it. Um, especially when we start seeing test results, you could see it on their test results, by the way, most of their adrenals are completely done for. I mean, tapped out their minerals are usually tapped out when they see it on paper. A lot of times they're like, all right, I'll, I'll stop. Whatever I have to do. Um, now have some gone back to it. I've only had a, a, a few that were able to actually go back to that. Um, and not really affect their thyroid, but it's, it's pretty few and far between. Um, and a, a lot of them end up start feeling so much better that they're like, I don't want to go back to that. So I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. And I was the same way. I mean, I was doing long duration cardio and I've never gone back to it and I don't miss it. Not one bit because I, all I can think about how miserable I was back then. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. I refuse to do that again. So, and that's what a lot of them will end up saying, like, you're right. I don't want to do that again. So, and, and just like you said, why do most people start running marathons? First of all, a, they get the endorphins, but B, they want to feel healthy. If that's defeating the purpose and that's making things actually worse, that's what I have to have them think about. Like, okay, yeah. let's, let's put health first. Um, you don't want those symptoms anymore. You're miserable. 
let's, let's take a really deep look at that. Um, and yeah. is that really going to work for you? So yeah, good, good questions to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. Like I said, especially for the ones that have been doing it a while and they're, you know, they just love it and they're like almost kind of addicted to it. Um, I, and, and a lot of those, those marathon runners too, are not, they're not, usually not doing weight training. So when I introduce them to weight training, a lot of times they're like, Ooh, this is actually kind of nice. Why haven't I been doing this? Um, and so they can, you know, then I'm like, okay, let's, let's emphasize this more. Let's get more weight training in. Um, we'll do some intervals. So you at least get that endorphins, um, from doing heart rate up and doing some type of cardio, but we're not going to make that the main, main emphasis. Um, I and just have not seen it work very well, um, for people with thyroid issues. Sure. It's so fun to see the results too. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. to me, it's like weight training is... Yep. Because so many times we hear as health coaches, you and I hear from people who are like, I'm just not seeing results. And I am where, you know, right. people think we're just not doing enough. It's even right. told to us, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. Right. More. Right. You know, Which is what I was told. That's, that's why that can be yep. such bad advice. And then that backfires on us. And really it's the opposite but so often when we really what we really want is results it's that sort of less is more spend right. time do different things focus on you know the strength training and building those muscles and then you get to see and feel those results i mean and there's nothing like feeling strong like that you mm -hmm. know and i'm yep. good about doing my strength training it's like strong body, strong mind, like yeah. a whole different lens on life. And I love that about that. And obviously whatever you're doing is working because you look amazing. And I want to mention too, to the listeners that you had a gym for many years. So, mm -hmm. and she, this is her life. This is what she does. And she knows what she's talking about, but are there other common misconceptions about thyroid friendly exercise that we haven't covered yet? I think the other thing too is um, you, and you kind of hit on it a little bit, how you, you end up really thinking or feeling like you're not doing enough because you're not seeing the results. You're going to the gym or you're doing your cardio or whatever that could be, whatever the workout could be. And you're not seeing results. Um, so let's say maybe you are doing weight training. And you're like, I'm still not seeing results. Um, just remember that everyone is very different on their thyroid journey. Um, I see so many different women at different spots on their thyroid journey. So, um, yes, uh, it's common to be, to feel or think that, you know, maybe I'm not doing enough. I need to do this longer or I need to do this harder. Um, typically that's actually not the case. Most of the time, if, if you are, if you have a thyroid disease and you are doing your weight training or your, whatever, you know, um, let's go weight training, let's throw cardio out the window, but let's say you are doing weight training and you're not seeing results don't try to kill yourself harder. <laughs> and that's what most women I'm doing. They're like, Oh, well, I'm going to do it for an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes or something. And I'm going to make the intensity so bad that like, I feel like I'm going to vomit from my workout. It doesn't need to be like that. You do not have to kill yourself with your workouts to see results. I, I do are my workouts harder now. Yeah. But I've been doing it for a long time. I've been doing weight training for 20 years now. Um, and a little bit more intensity level has gone up like over the years. But when I was first doing it, when I first was, you know, started doing it, cut out the cardio and all that, I was doing maybe half hours, uh, workouts at a time and maybe three days a week. So 
don't work, don't get so hung up on that. The workout has to be extremely hard. It has to be for a certain number of minutes. And if you're not doing it for longer than an hour, or you're not killing yourself and making yourself like want to vomit from your workout, that is definitely not the case. Less is more, less is more so much with this. Um, I always use this one too, because a lot of women that, that are kind of newer to it. Um, and they're so fearful of tra weight training because they're like, I'm going to get bulky. I'm like, no, no. I always say strong as the new skinny. I'm like, do not, do not worry about that. You're getting bulky women there. You have to do a crazy. And when I can attest to this, I would have to do an, a crazy amount of weight and a ridiculous amount of reps every day of the week in order for me to like bulk up and look humongous. I, I it doesn't work like that. Um, so a lot of women get so scared of doing weight training because they feel like they're just going to get bulky and big and all that. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, and it's tough because, you know, even when I was going through my own thyroid journey, a lot of doctors would tell me you need to work out more and eat less and the workout more they meant was more cardio. They told me I had two that actually told me don't do the weight training because you're going to get big. And I, and I, I, and that's what, that's actually what made me go, you know, I'm going to start researching this. And that's when I got personal training certified. And I'm like, it doesn't really work like that. Why was I told that by so many people? Um, and you, you, you de definitely get that fear of I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bulk. So I don't want to do that. So that's another area that I feel like, don't be scared of that. You actually need that muscle tone. You know, I'm, and I was talking to Jenny earlier. Um, you know, my parents are getting older and I'm sitting here watching, you know, my parents getting older and I'm like, I don't, I, I want to have the strength so that like, if I want to get off the toilet easier, <laughs> I can get off the toilet easier. If I want to play with grandkids, when I have grandkids someday, that it's easier for me to bend down and get on the floor and get off the floor. I, you need that strength. So don't get hung up on that. You're going to bulk. It doesn't work like that. Um, you know, I also, I'm married to a bodybuilder. <laughs> he has huge, big muscles. I watch his weight training. I work out with him sometimes. I couldn't even remotely come close to doing the amount of weight he does in the amount of reps that he does and the workouts that he does. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't even do that. So my muscles aren't going to look like that. Um, so just keep, keep that in mind that when you're thinking about, you know, the, the resistance training that you're not going to get big and bulky, just, just doesn't work like that. You actually need that. It's so, so good for your body. It's so good for way down the line, even, um, for just aging. And especially with hypothyroidism and, and Hashimoto's, you know, when you have it, you have it. So you need to support that and you're just going to increase your longevity by doing things like that. Mm, and so much of this that, you know, I'm hearing from you today is how much of this sort of shift comes down to mindset shifts. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's a lot of mindset shift to it. And <laughs> I bring that up a lot with my clients because I struggle with that. And that's a, a piece that I wish I had more information on and more people to walk me through and help me through when I was going through my own thyroid stuff, because I struggle with that. I was scared that I was going to get fatter and, you know, get put on more weight because I was stopping my cardio. I was scared. I was going to get big and bulky because I was doing weight training. You know, I was scared that I, you know, if I actually ate more, I was going to put on more weight and it was the opposite. It did the exact opposite. And I wish I had someone telling me like, look, it's, it's, you, you have to get over that fear. This is actually good for you but we're so ingrained in eat less, exercise more women should do more cardio 
it's so ingrained in us that it's really hard to get out of that mindset um, that that's what you're supposed to be doing. And again, you, I mean, that's what you see a lot. You go on social media, even you go on Google and you'll see that a lot. It doesn't work for, for, for with hypothyroidism. If you have thyroid disease, it's a different ball game. It doesn't work like that. Um, and it's really, really hard. Um, when I, when women come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't stop cardio. I'm too scared. I'm, I'm just going to feel even worse and gain more weight. And I'm like, mm, here's why that doesn't work like that. Um, and so there, there is the huge mindset piece to it that I feel like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a big piece. And I do a lot of work around that because it was an area that I wish I had had. I struggled so bad with it. And I'm like, I got to talk to clients about this because I didn't have that. And I wish I had. I'm curious what um, you would tell someone who really was not doing much, if anything, as far as fitness goes, you know, because a lot of thyroid patients sadly get to that point where they're so symptomatic. They're so tired that, yeah, they've just stopped. What would your advice be to someone like that who wants to get active again? Is it is, are there strategies we can implement to avoid some of the, you know, exercise intolerance or just overdoing it kind of thing when we're just starting out? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, typically in that instance, um, it depends on the person. It depends on, so a lot of times I'm like talking to them too, because if I can see their personality, they're like, uh, do not make me go for walks. I'm not going to do it. Um, I want them to be able to do some movement, but my, first of all, I'm probably going to always tell them, let's get you out and let's just move. Let's just move. Let's just go for a walk. Let's just get your body acclimated to like movement in general. Let's just get you to go for a walk. Um, Get outside, get in nature. Let's do some walking. If they're up for it, then I typically will say, okay, now we're going to do some weight training. Um, Some of them, I would say the majority of them, especially if they haven't been doing it, they're not the most comfortable going to the gym. So I'm like, I will actually give them some tips on get, you know, two or three little pieces of equipment. We're going to get some dumbbells. We're going to get some little bands. Um, maybe some, um, you know, uh, ankle, ankle weights or things like that. We're going to do some, um, resistance at home. And so I'll have them do like a 10 minute movement, different 10 minute, um, exercises at home and start there. We'll start with a couple days a week. That's it. Um, so many of them are like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Why haven't I been doing this? Um, but some of it is because they did, first of all, didn't know what exercises to do and they didn't know if it was going to hurt them or make them worse. I go into that a lot too, especially with my physical therapy background. I go into that quite a bit. Like if they have injuries, we're going around this. Um, I do a lot of Zoom training with my clients too. So we go over a lot of exercise stuff if needed, but um, I'm typically going to start them off with, let's just get you moving. And we're not going to worry about the time. We're going to do small little increments. Um, <laughs> some of them are very open to doing the weight training right away. You know what? I want to do some weight training. I'm going to start them at home first. I'm not going to have them go to a big gym. They're usually not very comfortable with that. And I can't blame them. So I'm usually starting with them with some home exercises. We're just going to do some simple 10 minutes. Let's just start there. Um, and then I will probably incorporate, let's, let's get you out for a walk too. Let's do a walk a couple of times a week. Um, let's just start there. They love it. They love it. Cause they're like, I thought I had to go to the gym and get on the cardio and do all these weight training things and be there for hours on end. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're going to do. They love it. They absolutely love it. And so some of them actually, I actually had a client, a couple of clients that they liked it so much that they're like, I'm going to build a little mini gym at home. They, they got more equipment and started adding more on and they love it now because they're, they're not scared of bulking. They're not scared of, you know, that, that it's going to make them worse. And you are so right on that too. 
it does get to the point. I have quite a few women that come to me that it gets to the point where they're so miserable. They're so exhausted that they just stop movement altogether because they're like, it's making it worse or I don't have the energy. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do some little, we're going to do some little movements. Sometimes it's like, we're actually just going to have you squats today. That's all you can do. You don't have energy. We're just going to have you do some squats to a chair. So I'll have them even just do that. And they love that they're just getting movement in. It's so good for their mind that they're getting movement in. And so I, depending on where they're at, um, and even if, you know, what I see on test results and things like that, I may, you know, tweak that, but we're going basic and I'm going to keep it very simple for them. And they love it because they're like, I'm getting something and I'm getting movement in, but I'm not killing myself. I'm like, exactly. That's what we want. And 10 minutes. I mean, it doesn't have to be an hour long workout. It doesn't necessarily even have to be 30. There's there's a magic to that 10 minutes. And I experienced that when I was coaching thyroid 30, because people to earn their daily points, 10 minutes of daily activity. And you can do more. Right. You can do more, but 10 right. of yeah. something. And it doesn't yeah. have to be like a workout. It could be maybe I get on the foam roller for 10 minutes. Right. It was right. like body exactly. work. Just yeah. movement, just something that's going to help you with your body. And they love that. Like you said, 10 minutes. They're like, oh, well, I can do that. I thought you were going to tell me an hour. And I'm like, no, I'm never going to tell you an hour. And if what you want to do more, you can, but you got to build up to that. Most of them can't do that. So I'm like, 10 minutes is all you need. It, absolutely. It's a great place to start. And I think what people would find, you know, uh, myself included, is if I go into it, like going back to the mindset, if I go into it with this mindset of mm-hmm. just 10 minutes, right. then I get moving, then I kind of drop into my body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like exercise is really wonderful for our mental health that way, where we get out of our brains so yep. much come into our body. It's like, this feels good. I'm warmed up. I want to keep going. And oftentimes people find, and I would find it was like, actually I, 10 minutes wasn't enough. I kept going. Yeah. I can go longer. Right. You know, just because it felt so good and I didn't overdo it. And I think it can also free us up too to really tune into like what feels good today. Right. Kind of what is, what is my, every day might be different. Right. Exactly. But I tell you what, going into that mindset of, I just got to do 10 minutes today. All my clients get 10 minutes. They're like 10 minutes. Really? Well, I can do that. And they love that. And and, and, uh, what ends up happening is exactly what happened with you. They start noticing like, Oh, well, it's already 10 minutes, but I didn't feel like I did much. So I can actually go a little bit longer. I'm like, yeah, you can then. So, you know, when you go, when you have that mindset around it, that instead of, oh my gosh, I got to do this stupid workout for an hour long and I don't even like it. And first of all, I always want my clients to do something that they love. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they don't like weight training, but eventually they usually end up liking it. But if they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do stretching. I absolutely hate it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make them do more weight training than that anyways. Um, And so, you know, do try to still do things that you feel like you, you know, is your thing. Um, I love going to the gym and doing weight training. Some people like to do um, more like body weight stuff. They'll just do it at home in their basement or whatever. Um, you know, or they have a little home gym where they're doing some things like that. So, you know, you don't have to go to a, a gym to get a workout in. And that's, that's another thing that so many people are so scared of. You're going to make me join a gym. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually not <laughs> like you could do everything at home. Like I have a little mini home gym here. I do. I go to the gym. Yeah. Cause I've been doing it for a long time, but I still have a little bit home gym here. Cause there are days where I'm like, don't feel like going, like it's getting colder here now. 
don't feel like going out. I'm going to do it at home. Um, and I maybe do a half, half, half an hour, but I'm not going to kill myself. Um, you don't have to do that um, in order for, for it to be a, a efficient workout. Um, it, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. And it doesn't take much either to set up a home gym. You know, it doesn't, you don't no. have to have like a huge room right. and all these big weights, you know, as right. you said, some bands, maybe some hand weights. Or is yeah. there other uh, home? Kettlebells. You really Kettlebells. love Kettlebells. Kettlebells. Okay. Yeah. So like my little, my little home gym I have, um, which Jenny said too, we, we just, my husband and I just closed our gym that we own here um, after 18 years. So I still have a little piece of, of um, some equipment that we brought home from that. But like dumbbells, I have some ankle weights, I have some bands, um, I have a football, um, and kettlebells. I have a lot of kettlebells. Kettlebells are probably my most favorite. You can do so much with kettlebells. Um, so there's that's that's it. Like it does not have to be anything fancy. It can be pretty basic. We don't I don't have, you know, like the gym we had. I mean, we had those huge cable systems and all that. I don't have that here. I'm like, I have the basics. I'm like, you don't need yeah. to have anything fancy. It can be just basics. You can do so much with that stuff. Yeah. I have kind of just a curious out of curiosity survey type question for you, because I know, you know, with your experience being a gym owner and, you know, physical therapist and personal trainer and all of that and all of the thyroid clients you've worked with. Do you find that your thyroid clients are more commonly overdoing it or underdoing it with exercise? So most of them, I would say if I had to throw one out, probably overdoing it. Um, cause a lot of them are coming to me and they're doing a ton of cardio or they're doing, you know, a weight training. I have some that really like I'm there for two hours and I'm like, Oh gosh, we got to cut that back. Probably overdoing it. Do I have a handful that are underdoing it? Yeah. That they're just not doing any movement, but that's typically, you know, I have people that come to me at different phases <laughs> of where they're at with their thyroid health and the ones who are just like tapped out, they just can't even function anymore that's the ones who were pretty much underdoing it. They just stopped altogether because they're like, I'm miserable. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm making it worse. Um, please help me. Um, so that's when we, you know, we'll design an, a, a workout routine for them. But a, a lot of them, I would say are probably overdoing it. Uh, most of them are overdoing it. And again, it's that mindset of what, what most women with thyroid disease are usually struggling with weight. Um, and so they're, they're going to be at the gym or wherever they're doing, they're doing it for long duration. And a lot of them are doing long duration cardio, um, whether it's, you know, training for a marathon or they're hopping on the cardio equipment and just going for hours. Um, and, and they are just definitely killing themselves. They're overdoing it, but I would say probably most are overdoing it. Um, yeah. you know, it, it just doesn't have to be like that. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here with us today. And super interesting. Um, and I'm sure lots of the listeners are curious about where they can find you and what kind of services you offer around this. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So you can find me. I'm, um, on Instagram a lot. That's where I am. Mostly I'm Angela Brown coach on Instagram. I, I do have a Facebook, um, page as well. Um, that Angela Brown thyroid coach. Um, but I'm mostly on Instagram. That's where you'll find me a lot. I'm always in the DMS on there, by the way. So if you have any questions, I'm in there. Um, and I have a website, AngelaBrown.org, um, that has some like free guides and freebies and things like that. Um, and then my services. So, um, I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. Um, I do a lot of <laughs> functional lab testing with clients. Um, it's an area that I feel like, uh, something that again, 
when I designed my program, my thyroid program was what would I have wanted to have? <laughs> um, so um, I have a lot of testing and things like that that I do. And then I have um, a uh, customized exercise program around your, you know, what your test results look like. I design an exercise program um, based on what we see from your test results and where you're at with your health and things like that, which people, I just recently added that on. And that was actually a request of, because a lot of my clients knew that I was a, a personal trainer and physical therapist are like, we need exercise stuff. So I have that as an add on, um, just added that on recently. Um, which I'm loving by the way, because that was, you know, what I did for so many years before I became an FDN. So, um, I love having that service too. So you have such a wealth and a breadth of experience. And I just love that about you. It's always a pleasure to see you and connect with you and to be on this shared mission with you, Angela. So thank you again so much for being here and for sharing that expertise with us today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me too. It's always fun chatting with you. And thank you to all of you listeners and viewers today for joining us for this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. I'm Ginny Mahar, also known as Hypothyroid Chef, and I'll see you next time.